Show number 38 of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talk Trek. It's, it's going to be to the 40th show pretty soon, which is... You know, it's, it's going to be even more? What? The 40 Double D show. <laughs> This is true. I was thinking that the way that the number of the podcast is going, it's like we have some super aging disease that's making it go really, really fast. Oh, my God. Like you deadly know? years? Like deadly years, yeah. So it's wow. like, you know, 40, 41, 42. 40. So, like, if I fall asleep during the show, like like when Kirk falls asleep <laughs> on the bridge, you'll sort of nudge I'll me and tell me you. the Klingons are attacking. Yeah, yeah. I'll cover for you. Wake okay. up and talk. Okay, yeah, we show 38, yeah, so yeah, show thirty-eight. Wow, amazing! I know it's great. It's really going well. We're definitely going to have to have a little celebration for the one-year mark. Oh, absolutely! Whenever that totally. is, which I can't even remember. Yeah, like whatever month we started. Well, doing if it. well, never mind. Um, <laughs> we have lots of news from around his we, butt. We do. There is news from around his butt. I want to start off this segment by reading um, a listener email that we got because this was such a good story. Um, this was from a guy named um, uh, Raúl Chuletas. And he writes, uh, I have been listening to your podcast for a few weeks now, and I love it. Even the sex toy sections, which thrill and disturb me to my deepest core. <laughs> then all our hard work ain't been in vain for nothing. For nothing. So here's his story. Um, he says, I'd like to relate my meeting the Kirk and the Spock at a creation con last year or the year before in Cherry Hill, which I think is New Jersey. New Jersey, yeah. There were many people in Trek uniform, mostly TNG fools. But I, <laughs> I love this guy. Yeah, but I decided to come in a jacket and nice pants. Why? I felt the occasion merited some formality, though not total formality, or I would have worn a tux. So I w- Wait, wait. What would it take to get him into a tux? What would make this event tux-worthy? Oh, I don't know. Maybe having dinner with them or something? Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Okay. So I waited online to get my pick uh, with both the Shatner and the Nimoy. We fans were lined up in the hotel hall and waited patiently. Over in a room nearby, Kara Delea and the guy who played Boomer on Battlestar Galactica were chatting with fans. My thoughts were only on the guys. And then there they were. It was my first time ever, ever, ever seeing them in real life. What struck me most was how familiar they both seemed, like long-lost but very well-loved uncles. They were talking with each other and seemed very friendly. I was second in line, and the guy in front of me had told me Shatner was an ass, and had told him to keep his baby quiet during one con when he posed with the Kirk with his family. But yet, here this guy was again. If anything, I thought the guys were focused on each other, kibitzing and private joking. When I got my turn, which came very soon, you gals in your audience knows how it is, I was led into the room. The guys were sitting. They told me I was to stand between them, look forward, smile, and then leave immediately. I'm sure you and your fans know this drill. The guy with the family went first. The Nimoy was in his own world, but the Shatner was looking around. And he looked at me. (laughs) He was red-faced, ruddy, thick, and had an awful green shirt on. But he did a double take on me as if to say, What the fuck is this guy doing here with a jacket on? (laughs) Like he expected me to wear a uniform, something, anything else, even if it was a friggin' TNG spandex pajamas. And then it was really my turn, and I stood behind the guys without touching their shoulders, obviously, and smiled. When they see the pictures, my friends say they've never seen me smile so broadly. Oh, that is such a great story. I love that story. I think that's really wonderful and probably pretty typical of a fan experience, I would say. Yeah, yeah. So I I was just so happy that someone told us. So if the rest of you guys out there have stories about meeting them at Mm -hmm. cons, we would love to hear your stories. Well, you know, I have a picture from when I met Bill at a charity event. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um... I asked him, you know, if he would do mind doing a picture, and he said, no, sure, that would be fine. And I gave my camera, which is a very basic camera. It's an idiot camera because I'm an idiot with cameras. <laughs> and I gave it to this woman. I said, you just push this button. So I'm standing there with Bill Shatner, and we're both smiling. She pushes the button and goes, oh, wait, I did, I did, I did. let me try again. And so like, by the time she got it, of course, I'm still smiling because I'm standing next to the Shatner. Shatner. And Bill's like looking like, mm-hmm. Can I go now? <laughs> I know. And it, I always look at the picture and look at how happy I am and just remind myself that he was smiling when we started this. 
But yeah, that that's that's very special. It is. It is. So what a great story. Thanks for sending that in. That's wonderful. We, we really love that. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, what other little newsy things do we want to get through? Well, one of the things Bill has coming up very soon oh, yes, is this is. Um, celebrity pro-am uh, racing grand prix well because there's professionals and mm-hmm, amateurs mm-hmm. Um, the amateurs are celebrities and they're all racing to raise money for charity mm-hmm. and so he's got that coming up and there are some pictures of him practicing and uh one of the the very first times i ever saw him at a con he was he had just completed doing that and he was talking about it and he was saying how they you know they told him okay you know you're going to do your practice runs, and when you come to the curves, you slow down. So you go into your curves, you go in slow, and go out fast. And, of course, being Bill, he thought, yeah, but if I go in fast, I'll come out faster. <laughs> and so he kept sort of flying off the track and ending up in the bushes. And just, you know, very, very typical Bill. Because he doesn't, doesn't like to lose. <laughs> That's very funny. I'm just um, clicking through the link. I think these are some of the pictures of him practicing, right? Yeah, there's a couple there. Oh, there we go. There they are. Okay, I'll put up the link to this so people can go and look if they want to. And there he is. William Shatner is pumped after his performance on the track. Shatner signs his name to the artwork that will be auctioned off at Friday night's event. So that's good. Doing it all for charity. That's right. Because that's the kind of guy he is. That's just the kind of sweet, sweet, wonderful, lovely guy he is. Um, let's see. There has been a number of, um, there have been, if I could talk, it would really help. Yeah. So let me try that sentence again. Okay. Okay. There have been a number of really good articles, more or less around his birthday. Yes. Uh, doing kind of a little retrospective of his career. And they've all been so flattering and so wonderful. I mean, and many of them <laughs> funny too, but, yeah, but yeah. still flattering and admiring of him and acknowledging and realizing the special place that he mm-hmm. holds in our 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 star icons in, in the hearts of many of us, but even for the people who don't adore him, he's still he's still an icon. He, he really is. I was just reading this article, which appeared in, uh, let's see, uh, the uh, Arizona Daily Star, okay, um, by uh, a, a woman named uh, Sarah Gasson, and so she, this was uh, right around his birthday, and talking about his very long career and all the different things that he's done. And uh, she's got a quote here from Robert Thompson, director of the Center for the Study of Popular Television at Syracuse University. Woohoo! And he says, he is in a category all his own. You have captains of kitsch like Gary Coleman or the Brady Bunch cast, or those who have made it as big stars like Tom Hanks. William Shatner is its own category, and he's the only one in it. Just when you think he can define him, he pulls a rabbit out of his hat. Which is absolutely true. That is so true. Yeah. So it's it's really nice to see so many uh, great articles that that recognize what he's done in the past, and almost all of them uh, talk about how great Boston Legal is and what an interesting character that is, mm-hmm. and how he's really made it his own. It's just great. Um, so congratulations, Bill, on getting all these people to write these wonderful little uh, paintings to you. Okay, the next thing I wanted to talk about. This was just a very short piece that appeared in uh, a website called soundgenerator.com and this gets back to something we had talked about quite a bit on an earlier show that um, Shatner is good friends with Henry Rollins <laughs> of all people which is just crazy and this was just, this is recent, this was uh, the other day, so it's just a little article and they quote Henry Rollins and um, he it says, Rollins jumped at the chance to work with the entertainer. Quote, I thought, that sounds like it could be great or a total disaster. Um, and I love that kind of risk. After that, Shatner's assistant calls me and says, Bill had a really good time and asked if I'd like to come over for Monday Night Football at his house. Um, so I've been to his house for Monday Night Football and the Super Bowl. When people laugh at him, he's laughing too. But when you laugh, you go to the couch. When he laughs, he goes to the bank. He's <laughs> laughing to the tune of about $4 million a year. Wow. So wow. thanks for that, Henry. That's a great quote. Well, one of the, um, there was another article covering the same thing. And uh, what I liked about it was that at the end, the writer of the article said something like, um, yes, this whole thing was was kind of silly and pointless, pointless but it mentions Shatner and Rollins in the same <laughs> paragraph so that made it worthwhile. And when did you ever think that would happen? <laughs> well it kind of reminds me of the whole story you know that um, 
that Rollins tells oh, that's about when he went to go do it, and, and Ben Folds like, oh, the two of you in the same room, I can't wait. <laughs> Which I thought was really cool. But you know what I was thinking? You know, Henry Rollins has that TV show now. Yeah. So the, when the is he going to have Bill, his good buddy Bill oh, on? That would be so awesome. Wouldn't that be On that show, talking fantastic. about movies. That'd be great. Yes. <laughs> Now, the other um, other bit of news I want to let everybody know about is um, The Intruder yes. is now out on DVD, and it's a 1961 film that Bill did, uh, directed by Roger Corman, mm-hmm. and it's it's a film about racism, and it's a, it's a startling role for mm-hmm. Bill, but if you belong to Netflix, and maybe even if you don't belong to Netflix, you can go there and at least do this, you can watch the preview, mm-hmm. which... Is um, is really amazing, and of course we're we've seen this movie, but we're going to get it from Netflix and and watch it because it'll all be sharp and clear. Plus, it features Bill doing commentary. Eee, that's so exciting! But um, did we want to talk about the little discussion we were having? <laughs> Do we want to play part of the preview? Or? Uh, well, I, I so is some of that text actually in the description of the movie there, oh, or it was all in the preview? No, it was all in the preview. Well, I think we could definitely play. play play the preview because it was so very funny okay um of course when the, the film came out it was marketed fairly as a fairly sensational film because it is about racism mm-hmm. and uh as usual with a roger corman picture it's painted in, in very broad brush strokes yes so um they've kept up with that sort of marketing for the dvd version of it so let me see if this is going to come up because you guys can at least listen to it here It's buffering. It's buffering. Here we go. This man, take a good look at him. He's a specialist. He knows exactly how to turn this quiet town into a hell of violence. The Negroes will literally, and I do mean literally, control the South. They are willing to fight down to the last ditch. I keep fighting till this thing is over. The intruder. He made the sleepy town of Caxton his town for his reason. He played on their fears and their hatreds. This town became a headline for the intruder. He brought an end to innocence. He exploited a woman's weakness. I don't see anything I do is any business of yours. But it's said at the end. <laughs> so um, you definitely, we'll put the link in. Go to Netflix, watch a little preview. There, it was all clips from the movie mm-hmm. showing a lot of violence. I mean, people yes. like beating each other up. And it, because it's a movie about racism, you know, there's a burning cross in there, which is a little bit shocking. Well, and also at the end when they were playing a lot of music, mm-hmm. we're seeing things like, you will never forget this movie, yeah. blah, blah, blah. You know, it's all rolling on the screen. But then at the end, it's this shot of Bill as this... Um, uh, rabble rouser mm-hmm. sort of person um you know raising his hand in the air and looking very ferocious and it says the screen grows with every inch of the intruder <laughs> and i'm going wow is that gonna be on that cooter website really you know That's so funny is that the next web the next uh, sex toy we get from the uh uh, country condoms, <laughs> condom, condom country. country. Well, I also like the fact that they showed quite a bit of skin in here, where they're talking about how he was taking advantage of uh, the weakness of these women. A woman's weakness. A woman's weakness. And I was thinking that that, that sounded to me an awful lot like um, 
the castle anthrax and Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yes. Oh, I can handle them easily. Yes, <laughs> I can, can handle us easily. easily. <laughs> We've been very naughty. You must spank us. And then the, the oral, oral sex. sex. <laughs> so it's sort of like that. <laughs> but anyway, he does wear a lot of white pants. He does. This is in the south. Mm-hmm. It's hot in the summer. Got to wear your white pants. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. But the, you should definitely go, go look at the trailer. It's a and, great uh, trailer. See what that. Also, I'm I'm really excited to hear the commentary because the stories that have been told is they did go to this southern town mm-hmm. to film this, and maybe I'm getting this all wrong, but this is what I believe I had heard is uh, they used a lot of the townspeople as extras. But it was not made clear to them exactly what the theme of this mm-hmm. movie was. And when they found out this was portraying racism in the South and how evil it is and how bad the white people were and everything, they were pretty upset and I mm-hmm. think pretty much ran them out of town. I, I read that story, too. In fact, I might have read that in Corman's book, which I have mm. somewhere in my house. So. Also, I have heard that um, in the evening after shooting, uh, Bill and Roger cut quite a wide swath through that town taking advantage of women's weaknesses Weakness, i'm sure yeah because they i'm sure they hadn't really seen anything like bill before coming oh. to town oh charm and hotness that dynamo <laughs> that dynamo <laughs> so that's something for you to all, to all look forward to yeah, is when yeah. we review the intruder which will be in an upcoming show definitely definitely so what else do we got um, on the plate this is something that was posted on a website called The Defamer, mm-hmm. and they have like a whole segment, I think they call the stalker, and you know, or celebrity sightings, but it's a stalker. And so if you see a celebrity somewhere, you, you write in and post it. And supposedly it maybe goes up fast enough that everybody else could run there and see that celebrity, <laughs> but that doesn't really happen. But here it is, um, Sunday night, this was March 24th, at Mr. Chow in Beverly Hills, Courtney Love... Francis Bean and Kimberly Stewart dining together. Okay, the only one of those I've ever heard of is Courtney Love. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the others are. William Shatner and a female companion were also in the building. Mm-hmm. So who was this female companion, Bill? His wife. <laughs> well, that's what I'm thinking is maybe this is a stupid stalker mm-hmm. who doesn't recognize his wife. But I'm also thinking, Mr. Chow, I mean, we have a chain of really cheap, <laughs> crappy Chinese um, <coughs> Uh, all-you-can-eat buffets here called Mr. Chow. Uh-huh. Is it? I I don't know. I, I, I was going to Google it just to see if, if we knew, um, if we could find out if it was the same one, but I didn't actually do oh. that, so I don't know. But, you know, it could have been any woman. Mm-hmm. It, it could have been a woman that he met going from his car to the door of the restaurant. <laughs> you know? Just like on the street, and and he invited come have dinner her with me, dinner. and she went, okay. <laughs> Could have been one of his daughters. Could have been one of his daughters. Could have been one of us. Could have been one of us. Could have been. But one we're of, discreet. That's true. It could have been one of the many people who work on Boston Legal, whether it be a co-star or a script girl or a makeup artist. I mean, but unless it was one of his daughters. He was doing. Of it. course. Of course. Okay. Of course. Just of course. Of course. Yeah, Just yeah, wanted yeah. to make sure we were both. You know, yeah. going in the same direction for that. <laughs> um, and coming up soon is Shatner Weekend. Oh, Shatner Weekend. Oh. We're so excited. We are so jazzed for that. So, um, unless we get thrown out, it's going to be great. <laughs> I think it'll be great even if we even if we get thrown out. Because you and I always have a good time together. This is true. But, no matter um, what. And there won't be any Klingon security guards there. No. So. And we're hoping... That the Rat Lady won't be there. Oh, my God. Okay, now, for those of you who are not familiar with the Rat Lady, we have kind of come to the conclusion that the Rat Lady is sort of a fixture at conventions because we encountered her when we went to Creation Con together, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and now we've seen her in clips at other conventions. <laughs> and we call her the Rat Lady because the Creation Con we were at Every celebrity who did a Q&A, she would be in the line, and she'd get to the front of the line and start telling them about what great pets rats make. Yep. Plus, she was wearing these, like, sunglasses that I believe at the time we saw her were 2001. Mm-hmm. One, right. But now we've seen her in 2005 with mm-hmm. the same routine. It's like, oh, she's so obnoxious. So we really hope Rat Lady is not... 
Well, going to be at the Shatner weekend. Well, when we saw her, didn't Bill tell her to shut up? Well, <laughs> he was so funny. He was appearing with Leonard. And this was the, the con where Leonard kept asking everybody who got Question, there, where, where are you, you from? from? <laughs> what do you do? Is that interesting work? And Bill was going, who cares? <laughs> he, you know, he was just really on that day. And so Rat Lady starts talking about rats. And Bill launched into this long, funny story about how he killed a rat. Mm-hmm. Um, wearing nothing but a t-shirt, t-shirt. out in the snow. Mm-hmm. And it's... It, Anytime Bill tells a story, it goes on for a long time because he has to act it all out. Mm-hmm. And there's all kinds of setup and there's all kinds of action and, you know, everything. It's very, very funny. And the story took like 10 minutes. And at the end of it, Rat Lady is still at the <laughs> microphone. And she goes, Yes, but, you know, what I want to say about rats, and Bill just kind of looked to the sky and went, Is she still here? <laughs> It was great because that kind of expressed the mood of all of us who had sat through several hours of celebrity Q&A oh, yeah. and had had it with Rat Lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were very tired of her. So I'm wondering, you know, if she shows up to the creation con that we're going to in September, I might have to take her out because oh, I just don't please. think I can deal with it please. anymore. Really and truly. Yeah. I'll just slip up behind her and quietly garrote her or something. Okay. Maybe that might work. Very cool. <laughs> So, um, speaking of conventions and everything, Jimmy Kimmel, do you want to talk about this? Oh, yeah. So, um, this is great. I'll, I will put the link into this because you can get it on uh, whatever site that we originally had it from. It's probably on YouTube now as well. Uh, it was from. It was on Vroom. It was on Vroom, and, and there are other places to get it. So, on the Jimmy Kimmel show, it was another little birthday celebration about Bill, and they put together um, a bunch of interesting clips uh, from a con, and I'm not sure which was it. Creation it was, con? Well, this is the thing. Creation Con this year took place like about two days after Bill's birthday, okay. and so they went to Creation Con and talked to a bunch of Trekkies, mm-hmm. including Rat, Lady. including the Rat Lady, and we were both screaming, going, "Ah, there she is!" Uh, but it, it was really well done, and definitely done with great affection and um, a, a lot of respect for Bill. And it was it was really nice to see all that together. And Jimmy Kimmel was sort of playing it half like, yeah, I'm really into Bill and half, I'm really scared of these Trekkies, <laughs> which was good. <laughs> like not wanting to get too close to them. Right. Really. Right. Which was very funny. But then he went and talked to Celeste Yarnell, mm-hmm. who was there doing autographs. Now she played Yeoman somebody or other in The Apple. Uh, right. That's right. She had blonde hair. Blonde hair. Very pretty. And Still a very good looking woman. Yes. And you'll have to watch the clip for yourself, but we're just going to kind of paraphrase. He was asking her something about William Shatner, and she said, well, I dated Bill for a while. Mm-hmm. And so Kimmel's going, oh, is he as good a lover <laughs> as I imagine him to be? And right now i got to say, Jimmy Kimmel, I love you and respect you for that because I know what my imaginings are. I don't generally think guys imagine what kind of lover other mm-hmm. guys are or certainly will not admit it. So. Mm-hmm. That big, big thumbs up from me. And she's going, well, I'm not going to talk about that. And Kimmel goes, so that means no. <laughs> and then she said, what does she say? He's a very passionate man. Right, right. But does that mean yes? yes <laughs> but she really just doesn't want to say anything. So we're going to assume that means yes. Of course it of means course yes. Of course it means yes. And that Bill she, has never left him unsatisfied. And she, it was, she was one of many, many women that he slept with while he was working on the show. Yeah. I love how... It's 30, 40 years later, and they still say, I dated him. Yeah. Like, they went out to dinner and movies and stuff. <laughs> maybe maybe he walked into the door and kissed a they little. Went, they dated. <laughs> they held hands. <laughs> I would just love for one of these women to go, yeah, you know, I knew Bill back then when I was working on the show, and we were banging in my dressing room every five minutes when we had the chance. Well, that's pretty much what that one mistress of his said, <laughs> which, which is great. I respect her for that, too. You know, for her, her honesty. Yeah. And for... Uh, I just wish more of them would say it. Yeah. We were dating. We were dating. <laughs> Jeez. So you can all watch that clip. It's very funny. And it was uh, it was nice that they did that. Yeah. So I'm wondering, uh, how, how did Bill celebrate his birthday this year? That's a really good question. Um, probably with his wife. Yeah. They probably ordered Chinese food. <laughs> fell asleep watching TV. Oh, that's so romantic. They probably did. Oh, who knows? He probably had a big party at his house. 
with Henry Rollins. With Henry and Rollins, Brad Paisley. Yeah, he had he had all the the uh, the football crew. Yeah, come by. Had a big catered event. You know, he yeah. loves parties. Yeah, I'm sure whatever his birthday was, he had a great time. I I think so because. Uh, Bill appears to be having a great time with everything he does. You know, as, as we were watching various things tonight and clips of him doing it, I, I was thinking, you know, he's gotten to the point in his life and his career where wherever he goes, he has a cheering crowd around him, no mm-hmm. matter where it is. It's at the Emmys. It's at the Golden Globes. It's at Star Trek conventions. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's at horse shows. Yep. Wherever he goes, there's an adoring, cheering crowd right there yep. to to do it. Well, and I remember him in one of his books, I think it was Get a Life, telling the story of how um, soon after Marcy divorced him, he became very depressed. And he was like sitting on the front porch with his dog and more or less feeling sorry for himself. And then the dog threw up on him, which made him feel even worse. And and uh, at that point in his life, his agent said, you need to do a convention. Mm-hmm. And he hadn't done one in, in many years. And so, oh, uh, so, but so he finally did did go. And he talks about how, you know, when you walk out there, when you're William Shatner and you walk out there, obviously, you are just hit by this wave mm-hmm. of love. And it was exactly what he needed at that point. And yeah. I think that's the point at which he started to have a, a, a little more appreciation of the importance of that in his life. I think so. And the role it plays. And, you know, I think that's partly the reason why he is doing so much right now is that mm-hmm. he has got such a, a wave of support from everybody out there to, to keep him going mm-hmm. on things. And it's, you know, as you have said before, partly it's still driven out of his fear of death. Yes. But partly it's because everybody's telling him he they love him and that he can do anything mm-hmm. he wants to do. So why shouldn't he just go out there and do it? Well, and I think the Boston Legal and the Priceline commercials, but Boston Legal especially, have been such a boost for him, probably emotionally, because David Kelly, you know, is very respected in Hollywood, mm-hmm. has had numerous hit TV shows, and he created this role with Bill in mind, mm-hmm. and and he wanted him for it, and I think wanted him as an actor be, in a way that I don't think Bill had been wanted mm-hmm. in a long time. It was always, well, we want you to do sort of a parody of yourself right. and, and, you know, that sort of thing. And here he is just really showing the range, showing the power, mm-hmm. showing that, if anything, he has grown as mm-hmm. a performer over the years, rather than narrowing, which frequently happens mm-hmm. um, with successful actors. And so to be in demand in that way, I think, has given him such a boost. Mm-hmm. And and to win the awards, you know, you like to say, oh, well, you know, awards, blah, 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 the work is its own reward. Well, to get that kind of, of, of boost and accolade is, it's a biggie. I'm sure. It must be huge for him. Yeah. <laughs> I think he sleeps with it. <laughs> the award? Yeah. Both of them? He's got, yeah. Two he's, he's got, yeah, he's having a, a twosome. <laughs> Actually, what he does... <laughs> He gets out his Golden Globe, and he gets out his Emmy, and he makes them fight over him. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, I think you're probably right about that. (laughs) No, I meant the most of them. No, I was first, but I'm more important. (laughs) Oh, man. I think think that's that's pretty much the way it works. I think so, too. I think so, too. That's so funny. Uh, Okay, let's take a little break, and then we're going to come back and talk about Bill on TV Land. Yes. Very exciting. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Talk to us. We would love to hear from you. Leave comments at lookathisbutt.blogspot.com. Send email, links, and sound files to lookathisbutt at gmail.com. This entire podcast recorded on an Apple PowerBook using GarageBand. This is tsfpn.com, the sci-fi podcast network. You found the best podcast in the universe. 
straight sex. Fifty bucks. So back with part two of this show. We're eating some some chocolate. I'm having fake chocolate. I'm having. No, mine's real. It's real chocolate. This is a, a. It's just magical. It's a white chocolate Reese's peanut butter cup, which is just so fabulous. I love these things. You know what? I tried one. Yeah. And they didn't do it for me. Well, when I need chocolate, chocolate. When you haven't had real chocolate for a really long time, and and plus you have like, I have the reaction to real chocolate. Mm-hmm. White chocolate is really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just what you're used to. Anyway. Um, we just got done watching the hour-long special of William Shatner living in TV land, which is part of a series <coughs> that they're doing right now, <coughs> excuse me, featuring um, people like William Shatner and Davy Jones and some other people. And it was an hour of Bill, and it was such a good hour. It really was. Uh, right before that, there was a, a little piece of him when he was on the TV land awards he was hosting a, um, a portion of it where they were giving a special award to Adam West and, uh, what's his name? Burt Ward. Burt, Ro- Burt Ward for their work on Batman. And, and he was pretty funny. He was. During that little segment. i got to talk about this, though. I taped this. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to tape this whole two-hour award thing. So I had it on so I could just turn it on when Bill comes on. Oh, thank God he was on, like, in the first half hour because I could hardly take it. Mm-hmm. Because... You know, the, the the TV Land Awards, they're, they're mostly for shows that went off the air some time ago. Mm-hmm. And the audience is packed with people who haven't been on TV in a long time. And it was like the frightening plastic surgery oh. convention among the women. I mean, everyone they showed was just like, oh. And the, the, the worst one to me was they gave some sort of award to Dallas, which was a show that I love. Dallas was so much fun. <laughs> So, you know, you're looking at this and going, oh, who looks bad? Who doesn't look bad? And they're all seated around a table. And at the the table right behind them was uh, Mary, what's her name? Or Kathleen, I think is her name. Bing Crosby's widow. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I've seen her before on TV. And she is the scariest plastic surgeon, <laughs> surgery victim I have ever, ever seen. Just, oh, oh so awesomely frightening. If you have never seen her... You know, just, I don't know, I can't tell you to go look for it. But anyway, so then they showed the Dallas crowd. And her daughter, of course, played Kristen. Mm-hmm. And so Kristen, you know, she's not 80 years old. You know, she probably, what, in her 50s, you think now? Yeah, probably. She is well on the road to being as scary as her mother. Ooh. It was like, ah, 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 you know. And then finally Bill came on and did his bit. And I was like, oh, my God, I can turn this thing off. But, yes, Bill was was very funny, and uh, I thought it was it was kind of funny that um, no mention was made of the fabulous TV pilot he and Adam West had uh, worked on together. Alexander. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Alexander. Think... <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I w- we watched like three seconds of Adam West and, and Burt mm-hmm. Ward, who's um, he looks like kind of. Like Jackie Gleason or something. I don't he know. Looks like, he looks like an accountant. He does. Or he looks like um, a butcher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Adam West is is a really weird guy, and uh, he's lately done a lot of voices as himself or as a, a really strange version of himself on a lot of the cartoons that I mm-hmm. watch. And when he does these voices, the writers seem compelled to make his character a little crazy. <laughs> So it, when he was—he did a voice on The Simpsons. You're sure it's the writing? Well, I see that's the thing. You're never quite sure. When he was on The Simpsons, they had him written in as Adam West, but really believing that he was Batman. And and every time it happened, um, they would be—he uh, would have a little something to say, and then the camera angle would start to tilt just like it did on <laughs> Batman. And when it say "pow," bam, it was kind of like that. And and he's since done that on several other animated shows. So. I guess that's his shtick now. And I guess I if he's guess. making money off of it, you know, good for him. Whatever. So that was good. So let's talk about the show about Bill. All right. Um, this, well, as you said, it was it was so well put together. And it was called William Shatner in Concert. And a lot of it was, I had gotten this wrong. I had reported this wrong. I said it was filmed at last year's Hollywood Charity Horse Show, where I knew he did a song or a couple of songs at the party afterwards, but I was wrong on that. When Has Been first came out and the the song um, 
Common People. Common People, you know, was was a hit and was getting commercial play. He did a concert at a, a club in Hollywood, and that's where a good part of this was filmed. And they did such a nice job of, of showing him doing the songs and some clips from when, when he was in the recording studio and rehearsing, but cutting it in with scenes from his life, talking with uh, Leonard Nimoy, his daughters, mm-hmm. his wife, and really showing the connection of of that aspect of his life to the songs and, mm-hmm. and him talking about the songs, many of which he had written. And so it wasn't just... It, in fact, there was like none of this archival footage like that you get in the, no. the A&E biography or anything. This it was, was all, all recent. Yeah, all really recent. And a lot of it uh, clearly from his personal life. The whole thing with his granddaughter being born. Yes, that was that was a wonderful sequence, and and it was great. They they had him telling the story of how everybody else, because they were women or the father, got to go in and see this, and so he's sitting in the waiting room alone. But at the same time, we're seeing the film of Bill in the waiting room, you know, getting antsy and wondering what's going mm-hmm. on, and it, it was delightful. It was it was really good, and you really got the feeling for how important his family is to him and how involved he is in the lives of his daughters and and their kids. And um, it just got me thinking as he was talking about, you know, wanting to see his granddaughter and how he's so happy that his daughters are married to these great guys and have great kids. You know, what a great grandpa he must be just to to be the way he is so passionate and so energetic and so involved and interested in mm-hmm. everything and always asking questions. Well, like the one daughter was saying, he takes a three-year-old horseback riding. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, he'll just, he'll get out there and do it and do everything that the kids want to do. You can't ever imagine him being one of those, um, grandparents who doesn't want to be bothered with the kids or mm-hmm. says, come back later. I don't, you know, feel right. like doing what it is. He, you imagine him tiring the kids out. Well, <laughs> or, as I was telling you, in, in some TV thing a few years ago, I saw one of his daughters who had small children at the time talking about when he would come over, mm-hmm. he would just play with them like a maniac and get them totally wrapped up, and then it was time for him to go home, and he'd leave, and she'd be like, thanks, Dad, I think. You know, because now she's got these maniac revved up William Shatner-like children. Really? Let's give them some Benadryl. I'll calm them down. <laughs> Something. Make them sleepy. But uh, yeah, that that segment with the the grandchild was was very touching, and also, even though I've heard them talk about this before, the segments with him and Elizabeth, yeah, uh, talking about the the song he had written for mm-hmm. her and how they danced together to it when it was played back after recording, it that that was a, a remarkably intimate and it and, was. and and warm moment. I thought I thought so too. I thought it was great. It was so nice to see the two of them walking together and Mm -hmm. sitting together and see how close they are. It it was really nice. It was very interesting, the contrast between um, the filmed interview with them where they were walking outside near a stream or something Mm -hmm. and just kind of... That's on a property of his. Okay. In Kentucky, probably? No, it's it's somewhere in in Southern California. And the reason I know that is when the Canadian television did the biography of him, Mm -hmm. they filmed a lot of it there talking to him. And nobody had ever been allowed to come there and, and film oh. before. But remember, there was like that statue. Yeah, yeah. And he had commissioned all this artwork to be done. And it's uh, it's either based on artwork of the Native American Indians who had originally been there or things like that. And so I recognized okay. that. That's interesting. Um, so they're, they're wandering around. They're clearly, you know, loving it, having a great time and all that. And then they, they showed scenes of them in the limousine on the way to the Emmys. And they're both so tense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, she was actually sitting with her arms folded at yes. one point, and he was looking out the window, and it was like, oh, this isn't fun. <laughs> like, right. We're not having a really good time right now. Well, and afterwards they show him coming back, and he's holding his Emmy, yeah. and he was saying it was quite an ordeal getting there. And I know, in a way, he's referring to the line of limos. You're uh-huh. waiting for it to be your turn to get out and smile for the cameras. But now it was great going home. But yeah. it was also the whole ordeal of having to go through there going, I'm going to have to sit there, and if I lose, I'm still going to have to sit there. Yep. And So that that was just very interesting mm-hmm. to see the two of them in those very, very different situations. Um, it was really nice to see him on his horses. Yes. And they had a whole really funny segment with a horse chiropractor. <laughs> Was that adjusting was, one of his horses, and that I, I cannot believe anybody would go up and pull on a horse that way and not expect to be kicked to death. I don't know. It was funny, and then Bill got himself adjusted while lying on bales of hay. Yes, 
and he, he said to the chiropractor afterwards, now, I need one more thing from you, and that's an explanation for my wife about how I got all this grass on my back. And the guy said, you're on your own. <laughs> it's like, Bill, you know, you haven't got a ready explanation for anything like that. Lipstick on your collar, grass on your back, phone numbers stuffed in your pocket. Really? That was so funny. That was good. So there was that, and, and you get to see him do a little of his horsey stuff at a show in mm-hmm. fancy riding. So yes. that was cool. Um, also some shots of him at a, a convention with right. Patrick Stewart. Um, and, and doing his, his little stand-up routine with uh, people doing the Q&A thing with him. That mm-hmm. was pretty funny. Um, and uh, the scenes of him on board a private plane, I'm guessing, so with him and Nimoy. And, and then with Kate Mulgrew. Um, and Kate Mulgrew also. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe they were all together in a plane or something. I think they were probably all on their way to the um, Creation the, the Con Las in Vegas. Vegas convention. Yeah, because yeah. I know that all of them were going to be there. Yeah. But the funniest part is he's a, he and Leonard and Leonard's wife were having just the most inane conversation. It was almost like out of a Christopher Guest movie. It was so strange. And then he's getting Leonard to describe in great detail how Leonard makes coffee. Right. And in the middle of it, Bill goes, well, you know how you make great coffee. What you do is, and Leonard goes, you're going to tell me how to make coffee? <laughs> like, whoa. He's, you know, the Mr. Coffee of it coffee was. or that something. That was so funny. So then the mystery that we brought up several weeks ago was solved, which was that the guys who made this production. Now, William Shatner was the ex- one of the executive producers right, right. also, so his blessing was on this in some way or another. Mm-hmm. I mean, he gave the stamp of approval. They took the song Perfect Woman and... They cut it to um, clips from Star Trek and clips from Hooker and, and other things of um, KS moments and Shatner Nimoy moments. And it was really, really well done. It, it was it was funny. And, yeah, it was timed really well to, to the segments. Yep. So it was it was all about how much they love each other. Aww. I love you just the way you are. So are they going to, like, recut it for um, Shatner Spader moments? Oh, they should. Oh, they should. That would be a great video, wouldn't it? <laughs> So it was so that's easy. something we haven't seen yet is Shatner and Spader like talking together and to get you know yeah, any idea of what their true. their off-screen friendship if it exists yeah. is like. Oh, I I think they're friends off screen. Well, I certainly think they they work together very very well as actors and usually that is a good basis for friendship. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I think it's really hard to be friends with a fellow worker whose work you don't respect. Mm-hmm. Um but just be interesting to see what that dynamic is. Yeah, that would be great. Because they're both they're both wacky, totally in different ways. <laughs> you know. Um, so what else did they talk about? They talked about Boston Legal, and they talked to Candace Bergen, and they talked to Mark Valley, and they talked to Renee, and um, it, it was really nice to see them being so enthusiastic about mm-hmm. Bill and saying how full of energy he is. and you know. Well, it was kind of nice, too, that at the very beginning of this, they had a guy from, I think it was Rolling Stone magazine, right. talking about the Transform Man album and what a, a joke that was and, you know, it was one of the worst albums ever and everything. And then we're seeing the clips from Has Been, how they fit to his life, and, and not just that they're emotionally valid, but they are musically valid. And mm-hmm. I think that was really demonstrated by the album itself. But then at the end, and we had also seen at the beginning, um, Renee and Leonard both going, well, I don't know. I (laughs) wouldn't ask him to sing, you know, um, all of them then acknowledging that, yes, this is, this is good work. This Mm -hmm. is really good stuff. And so that was, that was fun too. It was good. And, uh, the live performance was really fun. And we were both noticing that Joe Jackson (laughs) and Ben Folds, both just looked like they were having such a fantastic oh. time. I mean, Ben Folds couldn't stop grinning. It was great. It's on this tiny little stage mm-hmm. with, again, a crowd full of wildly cheering people just going, going Shatner, Shatner, Shatner. That was great. Cool. So, yeah, everybody cheering, waiting to hear these songs. And, you know, Bill putting his heart and soul into it. It, it was, just looked like it was great. When they So, for the encore, they did Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, one but, of the, the songs. But I was noticing that... Bill either didn't care or didn't know how the song actually goes. <laughs> or a combination of both. Because in in the the verse to the song, when there's this pause between the two lines, um, he wasn't pausing. And, <laughs> and I, I could see the rest of the band was like, okay, I don't know what's happening right now. I'm just going <laughs> to wait until he says, 
and she's gone. And then we're just going <laughs> to kick into the chorus and, like, screw what we're really supposed to be doing. Well, the, the setup to that, too, was just so wonderful because that has been called the worst cover mm-hmm. ever. And whenever people talk about the Transform Man album and how bad it was, they always bring up Lucy in the Sky. And so at the concert Bill had done, he really only did a few numbers, mm-hmm. but um, he had done them. And then, and this is this was great because it was like direct off the Has Been LP. Ben says, "Bill, can you do one more?" Mm-hmm. And Bill says, "Always can do one more." And they start playing Bing, 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 the Lucy in the Sky thing. And Bill puts his fist up in the air and flips the bird and does the song. And it was like, yeah, that was a very rock and roll thing to it, do. It was. That was good. That was really good. So that that was awfully fun. Now they also showed another performance that he did with Brad Paisley. Yes, at one of Brad Paisley's concerts, um, where Bill sang the song "Real" mm-hmm. that Brad had written for him, and uh, that was a really nice performance as well. Yep, I thought. That and he was he good. just did the one number. He was a surprise guest mm-hmm. at a concert up in Washington somewhere, and came on to do that. But um, it, it's you know when I when I was driving over here tonight for some reason I was thinking about this because maybe because I knew we were going to be watching this. And I was thinking, it's really something that he has these good working relationships, which I think are all, have also become personal friendships, with younger performers. Mm-hmm. And it's not even really a case of him sort of mentoring them as the grand old man of acting or anything, because Ben Paisley doesn't act. I mean, Ben Paisley, Brad Paisley. And in many ways, Ben Folds mentored him mm-hmm. into in music, the music. Yeah. And so he's working with them as peers. Mm-hmm. And they may have started out with, wow, this is William Shatner. But now he he's an, another artist yeah. that they respect and that he has these, these relationships that you just kind of, you know, old Hollywood, you don't ever think of, of, of that. Yeah. Well, I think he's, he's taken... Um, the ethic that he always had in acting and just transfers it to whatever he does. Mm-hmm. So it, it, that's what the directors always said about him on Star Trek, no matter what you thought about his acting technique. He showed up on time, he hit his marks, he knew his lines, mostly. And he put his all into what the performances mm-hmm. were there. When he was working, he was working hard. Yep. And he was not a prima donna about it and insisting on, you know, what is my motivation sort of thing. <laughs> and it seems like that's the way he is in pretty much anything he does. He's that way for Boston Legal. He's that way when he's making a record. He's that way when he's doing paintball Horses. or doing a horse yep. show. That's just the way he is. He gets well, in that, there and he that's part on. of that competitive thing. He it has is. to be the best yeah. at it. Yeah. And sometimes I think it's not necessarily... That he has to be better than everybody else, although that's part of it. But he also always has to feel that he has given his yeah, best. And yeah. that's that's a really important part of everything he does. And there was just the funniest segment in this where they were talking about that everything he does, he approaches with this incredible enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. And he takes a drink of lemonade. <laughs> and he goes, ah, lemonade! And his son-in-law goes, yeah, it's the best lemonade ever. Because <laughs> that's just Bill. He experiences everything at a peak. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be an amazing way to live. I, it really is. And and that he can live that way now at his age mm-hmm. and just continue to do that for as long as he can possibly do it. Yeah. It's just great. It's such a joy to watch him just mm-hmm. being himself and, and sharing that energy with the people who are around him. Yep. Because a lot of actors and, and celebrities his age just aren't that way. Yeah. You know, I, it, it, he and Leonard are such a contrast because... Leonard seems like he's finally at a point in his life where he's really happy, mm-hmm. you know, having dealt with alcoholism and he's married to a different woman now and he's worked out some of the problems with his kids and he's decided to give up acting. So I think that was a big deal for him. And he seems like a happy guy mm-hmm. when you see him, but he's very inward looking. Yes. You know, and he just doesn't have that kind of humming energy that, that Bill has when you see right, him. Right, right. There was something I was going to say, and now I have completely... <laughs> it's gone whoosh, it's, right it's out of your mind. It's gone. It was something about when, when we were talking about... Do you think it was something about William Shatner? It might have been. Okay. Could, you know, maybe. Well, keep talking. It'll come to me. <laughs> I, w- I was going to say, um, when we were talking in, in the previous show about this scene from... Uh, a couple scenes from Boston Legal that, for us, did not ring true to the characters, I was thinking, you know... I would guess that Bill and James Spader probably felt that as well, that maybe these scenes were not consistent with what had gone before or not so good. But 
they were both in there and they were both acting their little hearts mm-hmm. out and doing the best they could with something that they had to do because it's part of the show and you know they weren't phoning in their performances because and they weren't, maybe they weren't so so right. pulling back and therefore commenting on the material yes, exactly. which would be a very unprofessional thing to do and mm-hmm. i know what the thing is i was going to say oh please okay here's bill he has been a major star for 40 45 years mm-hmm. And yet when you see the scenes of him working with Ben Folds and how he talks about, you know, the whole idea of has been and that phrase makes him angry and he had, you know, put all this down in these lyrics and then Ben took it and and made it humorous. Mm -hmm. And you see the two of them working together and I thought, okay, how many major stars with that history, with all, you know, all he's done over all the years could collaborate in that way mm-hmm. first of all could be open enough with what he feels and also open enough to somebody else's suggestion and be able to say yeah that makes it good yes that makes it better mm-hmm. you have improved it and to acknowledge that and s- so many people just cannot you know if mm-hmm. they've ever been in that top dog position mm-hmm. they can never become part of the team again mm-hmm. oh absolutely i mean and I think that's that's a good deal of why he has the respect of so many people yeah, he's worked yeah. with. Look at Paul McCartney. <laughs> you know, there, there's yeah. a guy who reached the peak of his career when he was collaborating with someone else, and then he he mm-hmm. got some success doing it on his own. And he's never been able to collaborate with anybody since then. No. And can't ever. Well, and that's part of it is, you know, he and John Lennon had grown up together and knew each other when they were nothing, and so they had no trouble saying to each other, you know, that sucks, mm-hmm. dude. Or that that's really good, or, or whatever. However, they communicated it. But everybody since then knows him as Paul McCartney, right. one of the Beatles. And if he won't step down off the pedestal, most people will not have the balls yeah. to knock him off and say, "Listen, yep. listen, I, what I have to say is valid." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I think that's been his problem for the last thirty years. Yeah. Or so. Yeah. Pretty sad. <laughs> Unfortunately. <sighs> well, that was a great show. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I did, too. Yeah, that it was, was really good. It was a lot of fun, and I'm really glad that I just, I was so tired the night it was on that after I taped the horrible little um, TV Land Awards mm-hmm. thing, I just set it on automatic and went off to bed. So I hadn't seen it yet, either, and I'm really glad that Yeah. That we watched it together and, of and just now, loving I, it. I think that um, Part of that TV land mm-hmm. thing is actually available on um, one of my new favorite places, which is called YouTube, which has a lot of uh, film and video on there. So I will try to find that exact thing and, and put up a link to it in case you guys want to watch it. Now, is that that sort of um, uh, rap thing, the cartoony thing on YouTube? Which cartoony? The one where, where Spock's busting a move and they're <laughs> all rocking one. out. <laughs> With the doll, yeah, that's a commercial. So there's a little commercial now on um, for the G4 channel that's showing Star Trek 2.0, which we're going to try to to tape an episode of and watch to see what all this crap is that they're adding to it. Well, you know what? I think I'm thinking just because they're calling it Star Trek 2.0 uh-huh. that it is crap because <laughs> <laughs> the reason is I'm. You know, I'm in my own little niche of the the technological world and what the advances are. And some things, if you didn't point them out to me, I would never know they're going on. But um, from someone who is more knowledgeable mm-hmm. and more involved in the development of, of the web and stuff mm-hmm. like that, the big buzzword or buzz phrase has been for several months now, Web 2.0, and we're yeah. doing Web 2.0, and Web yeah, 2.0, yeah. and it's a bunch of crap. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking, okay, Star Trek 2.0, okay, well, what, crap. <laughs> what they're adding is crap. It's probably no added value. But they're saying they are uncut episodes. I'll believe that when I see it. Yeah, I'll yeah. believe that when we see the scene of Nona bathing in the river. Yes, I, I totally agree. So um, we're going to try to get hold at least of one of those those episodes from G4. So the little commercial for it is really funny. They did a, a mix of animation and they posed the Mega dolls, the, the 1975 or whatever, yeah. like the ones that we have. And they really look like They're them. great. They're perfect. And uh, it's a little scene in the rec room and uh, Spock is going to do a song and he gets up there and he busts a move and everybody else is dancing. It's very short. It's like 15 seconds oh, or it, something. Oh, it, it is so funny. But it's brilliant. It's really, really funny. So I'll put the link into that yeah. as well. Yeah, we were watching it at work and just cracking up. <laughs> it was good. Really good. Oh, so, um, let's see. Have we 
gone through all the things we wanted to discuss? I think we have hit everything we needed to discuss. Okay. And the next time you hear from us, yeah, it'll probably we will be... probably be absolutely giddy with joy <laughs> because we will either be at or have been at Shatner Weekend. We're right. not sure if the events are going to be so jam packed that we won't have time to to do any podcasting yeah. during the weekend. Well, we'll see, and it also depends on um, what our internet access is at the hotel. Right. Because if we can do a show and get it up, that, oh, that would, oh, I mean, that we would might be, be able to do fantastic. it. You know, it could be more rough than we usually do, but it'd be but worth it to get it up there. Oh, I have such an idea. I have such an idea. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's get a film crew. <laughs> oh, just like that. Just like that. And we're going to do our, our Living in Podcast Land special. And they're going to film us on the plane going down <gasps> and talking and being competitive about coffee. Mm-hmm. And then us at this this thing where we incidentally meet Bill, but it's mostly about us, and how well we work together uh-huh. and, and all our friends loving us and, and everything. And then they'll film us coming back right, right. and put it all together with music and stuff And, and then stuff we'll syndicate like it on TV land. Yeah. <laughs> I think it could work. I think it could work, too. I think that would be funny. And we'll, we'll sing with Ben Folds and Joe Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be totally cool. I love Joe Jackson. Uh, okay. So I think that's going to wrap it up for now. Um, please continue to send in email and comments on the blog. And I remember, look at his button, Many Languages. We haven't gotten languages that, for a while. That's true. We need some more of those. Um for when we do our world tour and people are yelling, look at his butt, we need to know that's what they're we saying. We need to know it, yeah. And, that they're uh, not yelling down in front or, you know, you're not supposed to turn at that spot. They're yelling, look at his butt. And uh, come to the blog, definitely, to see pictures and stuff that we've been talking about. And since it's a, it's a new month now of April, if you felt so inclined to go over to Podcast Alley and vote for us, that would be cool. Because we Way would appreciate cool. that. Yeah, definitely. And you guys should write more reviews for us at iTunes. I want more <laughs> iTunes reviews. <laughs> Gimme! Gimme, yeah. Gimme. Well, I, maybe I should go write one. Oh yeah, that's really effective. I think you get kicked off iTunes for doing stuff like that. Well, I'll just do it under. Steve another Jobs personally is monitoring I'll all do that it crap. Under another you know. name. I'll just pick another name. Yeah. I'll, I'll just, I'll do it under Marla MacGyver's. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you know, Steve is just a really hands-on guy and concerned about everything. Because oh, is he going to come to my house? <laughs> you know what? He'd send somebody. He would, because you know what? For years at Apple, uh-huh. there were always free donuts. Uh-huh. And then one day, there were no more free donuts, because Steve decided they were bad for people. Oh. So in the interest of his employees' health, he took away the donuts. He took away the donuts. Oh. Well, I'll just watch out for the Apple ninjas when they come to my house. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't say I didn't warn you. Okay, okay, wait. I'll tell you how you'll know them. Oh, yeah? They'll all be wearing black shirts and blue jeans. <laughs> You know, when I went into the Apple store, they have um, the Genius Bar, uh-huh. where there's always yeah, yeah. you know two or three guys, mm-hmm. usually, doing tech support who can help you out with anything Apple-ish. Mm-hmm. And the day I was there, they were all wearing black shirts and blue jeans. <laughs> and so I finally said to one of them, do you guys have to dress like that? No, we all just happen to dress like uh, that. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. they call each other up in the morning before they go to work. So and what say, are you wearing which, today? Which black shirt are you wearing? Okay, I'll wear my black shirt. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll wear different belts so people can tell us apart. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But I will say they were very helpful. They are. They're good places to go. Uh, is that it? I think that's it. All we've, right. we've wandered far enough off okay. topic. Okay. I think we might have another little um, outro section to play, and then we'll, we'll do the usual theme music. Okay. I'm William Shatner, and this is Jimmy. Animals like Jimmy are often left behind by people fleeing hurricanes, fires, floods, and earthquakes, these abandoned animals cannot survive on their own. If you must evacuate your home, please never leave an animal behind. If you absolutely cannot take your animal with you, never leave them helplessly chained or caged. Many animals die because they cannot escape fires or rising waters. Animals need your help. Thank you.